Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Gateway Wars. It's good to see everyone back here, but as you've noticed, we are missing our uh, dear turquoise Ferguson. Um, no word as of yet what's up. Uh, basically, something came up last game, and uh, he said he had to deal with something, and we'll, uh, we're just waiting on our friend to come back. And so uh, today, uh, you know, we still have Art, Sticks, and Marlowe, and of course our Spirit of Knowledge, Smash. And uh, we are going to just kind of chat about our game a little bit and have a behind the scenes, what's behind the gate, to talk about kind of what we're all uh, thinking and feeling about the story and our characters and uh, the intrigues going on. Um, and before I uh, go with further introductions, last bit. Of course, as always, Featherfall Tabletop Gaming is also help brought to you by uh, Skull Splitter Dice. If you want a set of nice metallic, uh, customized dice and a variety of colors of the uh, regular cast dice, uh, they're wonderful sets. Uh, I see all my other players uh, uh, in my other games uh, have them. Uh, I still need to get my set, but uh, I'm looking at you guys. Um, and also, uh, we've got uh, Found Familiar Coffee. Uh, so if you need a little kick-me-up, uh, a little uh, wake-up juice to kind of get your early games going, uh, Found Familiar Coffee is the way to go. Enough about me. Let's go with our uh, ragtag group. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves. Uh, Marlo, how about you give us a, a start? Yeah, I'm Marlo. You can find me on Twitter at Marlo Bogwitch, and that's Bogwitch with two Gs. As my co-host on my um, horror movie review show says, like Snoop Dogg. Um, I... Uh, I do, I'm not doing a whole lot right now. I'm studying for exams uh, coming up in the not so distant future uh, and I forgot how to study. So that's a thing. Um, uh, but I am doing, like I said, a horror movie review show on Friday nights over on DLive uh, slash transient. Uh, we are currently working on reviewing the Hellraiser series franchise. There are 10 of those movies and two books and I, I consumed all that. I, I did not consume the comics yet. Yes. I would love to hit you up uh, to watch uh, a horrible B-rate uh, uh, horror film uh, that I was in a few years back called All Hell Breaks Loose uh, about uh, bikers from hell stealing virgins for the devil. I am here <laughs> for it. I I will I will put that on the roster as my next suggestion. Wonderful. Uh, for us to watch. Um, uh, I am also on Wednesday nights in a game of Cult Divinity Lost. Uh, we are right now playing a series called Rat in a Cage. Uh, this is set in a prison. Despite all your rage. Uh, yeah, we are rats in cages. Um, I'm playing a cult leader there who um, is a pretty awful person. I'll say it. Pretty awful. She's in jail for a reason. Um, <laughs> and that's all I've got going on right about now, except obviously this game with these lovely folks. So thank you. Proud, happy to be here. Ooh. And how about you, Art? All right. Well, um, hi, I'm Art. Uh, nice to see you again. Um, I, yeah, well, I got much things. I have not, I don't have much going on. Just kind of been doing stuff, uh, finding new things. I guess I can try following me on my Instagram if you want. It's uh, Arturo. That's my name. Arturo, it's Arturo. Then the letter D. Then my last name, Hernandez. And the word art. You guys can follow me on there if you guys want to check out some of the stuff I do. I, um, I've just kind of been not hanging out, waiting 
you know, play with these these people that I really enjoy playing with, and glad to finally get to see him again. It's been so long. <laughs> I like how uh, and, at the beginning of your little uh, 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 of your of your uh, intro there, you're you're falling already into Turnbuckle, like right into Aaron's uh, voice. <laughs> you know what I I have used it for other things <laughs> just because it's like i kind of miss it so like uh, i've been like i've been doing some rp stuff with some, with some of my friends and i just still it comes out and i can't help it but i keep doing it anyway it's like it's gotta go somewhere don't it so i don't know so, <laughs> I, it's so like a, a demon you gotta just like you gotta vent and exercise yourself and get it out of you maybe that's my true self <laughs> i'm just another elf on a shelf well season's coming up Sticks, how about you, buddy? How are you doing down there? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, don't really see me on anything else much. Um, this is pretty much the only thing I'm streamed on, but uh, uh, I do like to play a fair bit of D&D. Uh, currently playing in a Darker Dungeons rule set campaign um, on Saturdays, and I'm playing a Lizardfolk uh, Druid Cleric Ranger oh. at level 5. <laughs> doing trips? <laughs> um, Yep. So uh, his name is Drazik, and uh, yeah, he doesn't. He just likes to explore and get out amongst the amongst the environment, pretty much. So it's a pretty uh, fun campaign. I had a lizard man uh, named uh, Zathras, and he was a druid as well. And uh, his thing was like, must protect Clutch, and realized world is Clutch from outsiders, so must protect world. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And uh, the, the cool part is is that it hasn't been introduced in the campaign yet, but um, decided who my deity is. Ooh. And uh, it could be quite interesting for a druid because uh, my deity is going to be Myliki. Ooh, all right. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, uh, you know, lizard folk with natural armor, the only armor you can get better is metal. So hmm, druids don't wear metal except unless you worship Myliki. Mmm, I see what you're going for there. A little layering action. All right, all right. <laughs> well, that's great. I, are you streaming that, or is that just a, a, a home game? Uh, just a, uh, it's an it's a online on Discord game, but we don't stream it. Oh, okay. Dang, I was uh, excited. I was going to check that out. <laughs> and uh, Smash, how you how you doing up there, little spirit of knowledge? Um, you know, I'm just hanging out. Uh, I don't do anything on the internet because uh, I fear people. <laughs> Thanks for the little... <laughs> um, Putting you on the spot. So, yeah, oops. Um, <laughs> oops, I'll smash. Nope, you can't check me out anywhere. I just exist here and this is the only place you can find me. And she's not even a corporeal being, so... <laughs> just a voice in the ether. That's all I really want to be. Like, if I can just dissociate to that, that'd be nice. Hey, that's my plan. Next incarnation, when I'm done with this body, I'm going back out into the ether. Just being amorphous <laughs> thought consciousness. <laughs> I am done with physical sensation and uh, human emotional scales. I'm pretty finished with that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Speak, speaking of going really meta, so our games here, uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, what, what are you guys feeling with your characters right now? How are you... Uh, how, how are you feeling them out? How do you feel about them in this world? And how do you feel about your progression and where you think you might go? I won't remember to ask those three questions again, but if you guys remember, uh, that's just kind of the general... 
And let's write uh, them down. And let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, reverse order sticks. How about uh, how about you give us a little rundown? Like, what are you feeling and thinking? I mean, I haven't played D and D for too long, um, only a couple of years, and so I only really played through a couple of characters. But I do find that the character development and the story of the characters is where I find the most fun. So, actually, putting some effort into what does this character want? What does he? What does it mean to me as a player? Um, and everything else is kind of important to me. But the interesting thing about this campaign is that while I've got all of that, I'm actually not planning the next stages in advance. So I'm just sort of letting it happen. Um, I'm finding that I'm having more fun ad-libbing <laughs> through a lot of this, um, which is actually a, a really good experience. So um, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm just more excited to see what happens next. So you're doing more of like kind of a reactive uh, play experience this time around. For sure, yeah. That's excellent. I, uh, I've i always enjoyed that where it's like you let the story kind of mold. Because like some people like to like multi-class in their head and like plan their character up into like, oh, you know, when I get to level 15, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this so I can do this ability. But when you like let a story mold you, you're like, it's like, how is this like cleric rogue a thing? It's like, oh, no, I, I kill people for the church now. Uh, it's like, Oh, okay. It's like, um, so you know, you never know what's going to happen, uh, and that reactionary play kind of like lets a, a very organic growth. That's cool. All right, all right. And uh, uh, how are you how are you feeling about the um, your situation? I don't know that I necessarily planned for him to be. I don't know how do you pull it the North Star. I suppose like of the guiding direction, but. It's just sort of turned out that way, so I'm, I'm going to run with it. Um, but to say that, I, I don't think he's necessarily, like, 100% holy, if you can put it that way. So um, I think there's more to come out at some point. You can be devout without being holy. Oh, okay. All right. That's, hmm. I like that. Uh, how about you, Art? Uh, what are you uh, What are you thinking and feeling about your character right now? Uh, well, honestly, the way it's been going, the way I've been playing him, I it, he well, he's a lot dumber than I planned on him. Planned on him being, to be honest. <laughs> um, like I, I did roll bad, and I kept. I, I was like, I need these skills, so I put fine. He'll 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 be stupid, but they're like, is he really this stupid? Oh my god! But then I, I think it's fun. I don't played stupid characters so like it's just like a different thing and like like i don't have like or really it's weird like i could be more reactionary with his his actions because he is like well he's not really paying attention so whatever happens gonna happen him like so, a like, impulse control issue yeah like i can just be a little more impulsive with it like oh like obviously when, when we saw those fish obviously there was something wrong but you know what He's not going to really understand what's actually going on. He's going to just take a bite of that thing. He's just going to black out for a second time. So it's the you know, it's, it's not really a, a, that you're that you're dumb. It's just like a naivete. There yeah 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 there you go. That's that's more of it. Yeah, cuz he like the way I portrayed him like I did want him to be more of like obviously like a young adult cuz he is 17. And I thought like okay, he'd be like that. But all of a sudden the more we played like he is becoming a little more young he's, he's still the same age keeping it but he's a lot his personality is a lot younger than i thought he was gonna be like he's like 10 at this point even though he's not right because like when you say <laughs> he's 17 and then you think about like yeah he's also half elf so his maturity level might not match his 
physical look. He's like got the Baby Yoda effect. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so I guess I'll play him like this. And I've been having fun doing this. And I was like, hey, have you ever seen a 10-year-old who's uh, as buff as your <laughs> as buff as this? Like, nah. nah, nah. <laughs> it reminds me of the, oh, uh, the Venice Beach uh, uh, Hercules kid. From back oh, in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I, yeah, I based like the that. character off that. Artie, the strongest boy detective. Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, uh, Smash hated that. I, I played it in her <laughs> game. And uh, I, every time I show that picture of that, that super buff <laughs> child, it just super skis her out. <laughs> it's freaky. I don't like it. We had to censor it. <laughs> but yeah, but no, you're yeah, like, like the shortest character in the party, right? Yeah, yeah, I did make, I will let you, everybody you see, and I did make a chart, because I was curious, and yes, I am, in fact, the smallest character in the entire team, so at this point, I look like a, I look like Santa's elf, a Santa's, Santa elf at this point, because how short I am. You're like 5'2", right? Turquoise is taller? 5'1". Oh, 5'1". Uh, yeah, Turquoise is like 5'3", or 5'4". Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, because yeah, like we keep imagining like this tiny little lizard, but we gotta imagine that he's got like this elven frame, svelte, tiny, but like ripped, you know, like an yeah, Olympic like, swimmer like, body. Like, like, swimmer body, who just chucked his ass over a fucking ravine. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. IRL, I am probably the shortest, so that's. Totally fine. Well, let's jump over to you, Marlo. Uh, first off, if you want to tell us, how short are you? I'm five foot two. Okay, okay. I'm quite short. It's not. I mean, it's not like it's not like abnormally short, but it is still short enough that it affects my daily life. Like it's climb on counters, get to the high shelf height. <laughs> yeah, it's like if I'm trying to get in the bed of my truck, I have a Ram fifteen hundred. If I'm trying to get in the back of my Ram fifteen hundred, I look like a child trying to climb upstairs. So it's ridiculous. <laughs> I wish you'd stopped at just bed. It just it made me imagine like <laughs> two feet even shorter trying to crawl into your bed at night, like. Eh, eh. Little leg kicking off the edge. I'm sorry. I don't mean to make there, fun. It just it's it is an image in my head that is amusing. There are more moments like that in my life than I am willing to admit. But how do you? Oh, no, go ahead. How do you feel about your character? Ariana is um, shaping into this uh, character I didn't quite expect. In that she is really having to be so um she's like the the primary like uh like antagonist against turquoise uh, I, I was, I was about to say mama yeah you do yeah, have the matron feel yes 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 and 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 i um i didn't i didn't expect that coming in but it kind of goes with the like strangely with her class her like college of of uh um, what is it? Nightmares, mm. where she's like warns everyone, like this is don't do this stuff, like it's bad. But it didn't, it didn't intend for it to be like your mom telling you not to go into the scary dark cave or go into the van that says "Welcome, I have candy and puppies inside." Like, yeah, it, it kind of reminds that. you of like it's like my spider sense is tingling. It's why I'm like actively against this guy. I'm trying to <laughs> save you and myself. <laughs> From this guy yeah. that is obviously full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Um, so, uh, let us talk about the whole turquoise situation. 
That, that's just going to be an, our next segment. Uh, I need to make a new splash page now. The, the turquoise situation. Um, <laughs> uh, does, does anyone have any, uh, any, anything they want to say about the turquoise situation? Um, I think the only thing I could really add is that as a player, I've played a number of Warlocks. And so I understand from a player's standpoint that the the torn feeling you get between this isn't right, but my patron wants to do it. And just that struggle internally that goes through, but he plays it so well in the sense that he actually goes with it. <laughs> He's like, no, this is, this, I'm, I'm actually playing tricks on my patron. You know, it goes one step further. Um, and I think that's really cool. And so being able to play alongside that gives you something to work off as well. Right. It's a, it's a, him being the the chaos element um because you you don't know what to expect from him being like you, you can't trust him because of his patron and he's just like well i mean what mm, who do i help what uh and yeah that balancing act he's trying to play and, and i always like characters when i read a lot of novels um that have a really dark story but potentially have redeeming qualities where all the other characters who have been good this entire time actually look like the worst people in comparison. Yeah. The, the, the coin flip, the, uh, uh, like, well, uh, I've just finished watching, uh, the boys and it's like, you know, the don't have heroes <laughs> and that, you know, these, these terrorists, the, these, these, these hero murderers are the good guys morally gray guys to be honest but <laughs> but yeah no I, I i do uh enjoy that uh the the fall of a good character and the rising of a of a of a bad character uh it's definitely there there's a feeling behind that anyone else the turquoise situation to be honest uh like i said i I'm gonna just say this: the auto game the whole time. I everything, everything he's been doing just cracks me the heck up, and I just can't. Like I lose focus. It's like, oh wait, we're doing something else. <laughs> um, but the, like, um, yeah, like the, the, again, like I was saying, like, the way he's playing him is really interesting, and now like I've never, I, I don't know, I, it's just like it makes me want to have my character punch him more, but at the same time, like. I really would rather him not. I rather, really would rather not have Turquoise die because I want to see what happens with this character. To be honest, like, it's really interesting. So if he tries to kill himself, I might meta and save him. Just <laughs> like see where he's going. To be honest, because it's like his character is really interesting and like, hey, it's my little fellow short friend, please don't die. It's part of the reason why uh, I, um, when he told me he wanted to play a warlock, I I set this kind of situation up as because I've never, I've seen people play warlocks and like kind of like what Sticks was talking about how like you know they have that dichotomy on who they serve, but like I've never seen one get played like right out from the gate. It's like no no, this thing's an antagonist. Are you accepting its power? And to willingly say yes, sir, I'm mauled about it. Give me that sweet, sweet magic in the vein, buddy. Like that. <laughs> um, I, like he's with us. I he, the character was too too great, and like 
Me when it comes to characters, I uh, I can't help but try to mimic them. Hey, you might know like a Patrick Warburton or uh, you know it's like I love mimicking voices. So like uh, I uh, Stephen, I I hope uh, I've I've given you honor. I'm not making fun. I hope that when you see this, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, seeing uh, seeing how. Cause he was, he he came on board and was like when he told me about his character and everything it was um like I knew this was gonna be chaotic and he told me that like hey if I'm gonna die my character's gonna be out of the game forever I'm gonna like quit the the channel or not the, the entire channel but like you know I'm gonna stop playing and I was like that's okay that's a pretty cool concept I loved I love that and I've not actively tried to save him I've tried to always react according to the roles meeting your god roll twenty religion check sticks. <laughs> not subtle um and uh and so like uh to see to see him just like not only like go with it but like really embrace it to the point that it's just like you know he he almost seemed like a lemming in the um fictional sense of they're suicidal because um, he, he's like going out of his way to like be that barb in everyone's side uh which I mean, your guys' reactions are the best, though. It, it just, just the. Usually, it's the, the glares uh, that Marlo gives. Uh, those are always my favorite when he's talking, and you can tell he's making shit up, and you're just like, that, yeah. <laughs> it warms the cockles of my heart. Um, do you guys? It's it's tough. I'm sorry. I was gonna no. say it's tough sometimes with with, the the whole situation because. It, it, it's like it's like Art was saying. I have the same struggle where I want to see what happens, but I also want to throttle him. But I also love it, and it's also hilarious. So it's like it's like you know you because you know they talk about like character bleed, right? So you bleed. You, you a lot of people struggle really hard with that. But I love PvP. I love it. I love it. I have no distaste for Steven. He's amazing uh, and and been an amazing co like you know, uh, uh, fellow person to role play with on the show and, and all of that. I carry no, no ill will, but I know certainly we, we had a discussion. Steven messaged me on the side. He's like, are you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm used to this, but thank you for checking. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's honestly like, it's, it's, it's created this sort of like store, this sort of like thing that's dragged all of us into it and made it. So it's kind of, it's kind of pushed it to the forefront, this sort of PvP, like, we all really don't like you, and we really don't trust you, and the effects of that on the party. And it's like, the, the like y- it could be a textbook case, almost. Uh, one thing I, I find uh, that's, uh, uh, that, that's kind of driving me to, like, I can't wait till we get to, like, these next other chapters. I, like, I've tried to touch a little bit on everyone's kind of connection and backstory a little bit. Um, you know, I've been kind of going for, like, the patron with Steven and mentioned his academy a little bit. Um, Art with his family and the connections that his family actually have. Um, and we're kind of getting into that in this next chapter of, like, uh, go, leaving the burnt town of, of Two Rivers and trying to uh, go to the uh, Silverwood, Ironwood? Metalwood. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a metal name. <laughs> Spirit of knowledge. Oh, the Ironwoods. The Ironwood. Thank you. Uh, 
Um, and like we're getting you there, and we're gonna have some more like interactions and such with like your family a little bit. Sticks, we've kind of jumped into not only meeting finally your your uh, uncle, um, but your um, affiliation with a possible warring. Uh, country like your your country and kin and getting that information and I'm just really excited to uh, get after this next part and then we can start touching a little bit more on Marlo's stuff um the uh, Ariana's character uh, you've uh, I've got like because of your uh, racial choice um I, and I've tried to do this with with most of these characters is that there's because of what race you've chosen there you know there are some storyline things involved like are your um your lineage and how it's connected wouldn't have been the same if you hadn't said you were a half-elf, just like, you know, other previous characters who have joined this campaign. Um, same thing with you, Marlo. Like, your stuff is happening. You, it's like, there's another area that I plan on that uh, will eventually do a deep dive. Look forward to that. Um, and same thing with uh, uh, Thalgris. Uh, when I told him that, uh, when he made his characters, that his his species is not on this continent and is only from the rune faustian one except for him his uncle and the lieutenant that they had met so like uh so when he chose at the beginning of the campaign that he chose a dragonborn i was like oh he's a uh, he's a runic empire guy like now i know this like and i had to you know incorporate that because you know uh so i'm, I'm just sorry if i'm blabbering but i'm just really excited to see um these next couple things uh that come out like the stuff with uh, the lizard people and how come they're doing wizard magic. That's going to be a fun one. Oh. Wizard lizards? Wiz I'm in. Right? Wizard lizards. Uh, wizard if wizard if uh, anyone knows, like we, we had talked about earlier a little bit uh, about lizard folk, is that you usually see shamans or religious uh, folk like uh, druids or clerics. Um, you don't really see wizards because intelligence isn't really their thing. Wisdom is. Um, they have lizard brain. Like, they, as soon as you die, you are no longer a person. You are now meat, and meat is food. So, like, you know, a friend dies, you you end up eating them because, well, they're not using it. It, it they, they are meat now. So, like, having that high cognitive functioning and, like, you know, we all see Stephen. Stephen is a functional, like, well-rounded consciousness. He's not just lizard brain. And there is a, a reason behind that. So when he chose this uh, this warlock, lizard man, um, I literally had a, I created a whole new uh, uh, lore for my world setting now because of him. Um, so I'm yeah sorry. So uh, I'm I'm really excited to get to Marlowe stuff here in the future because um, of uh, her Asimar state, um, and that'll that's that's going to. Some theological issues, <laughs> which that's something I've never thought about. What what is your thoughts like? The Asimar are supposed to be like part angelic, right? Part holy being, part deific. You literally serve a deific uh, creature. You you serve the the goddess of whisper Shar. So what do do you do you know about Asimar or? Um, are you familiar with them, like, for your character-wise? Like, or is this, like, she's her and she's whatever she is? Are, are you talking to me specifically? Yes, there? yes, because you're, you're the one that right. follows a god. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I, I... Yeah, no, you're right. Um, I don't think he's really thought that hard on it as far as uh, 
making that connection. Um, to him, Ariana is just another person in the world. Um, and I think that's got more to do with uh, the physical form as opposed to a spiritual form um, and that difference there. It's like, I can punch you, I can't punch a god. Well, I mean, at least not directly anyway. <laughs> Somebody tell Kratos, because I don't think he knows that one. Boy. Hey, Kratos is a, is a, is a god too, so... Boy, do not trust the gods. They are nothing but peddling children. My goal is to get into better shape someday and be Kratos. Mm. Boy. Mm. <laughs> yes, perfect. Boy, climb the ledge. Indeed. <laughs> and that's something I always loved about uh, Kratos and God of War is how I, uh, I, I view most of my my D&D characters, besides my latest one, playing a paladin for the first time, um, is just these, like, gods are just better, stronger, more powerful beings. They're just beings. They can be killed just the same. <laughs> and all it takes is the right knowledge and power to attain those same ranks. Uh... And I think that's an interesting part, too, because whenever I looked at the uh, classes of uh, D&D, I have uh, my history my growing up was all very religious like super religious and i left that in my 20s and was like um that's not for me mm -hmm. and so never really thought of playing a cleric or a paladin that's very holy in that sense it just never really like matched with me um that's why my first character was a warlock because it was like oh this is cool like just playing something that's just anti everything mm -hmm. <laughs> but, little edgelord but then with uh, Thalgris being obviously a cleric, I've had to sort of align a little bit more with that to try and work out how would how would a religious person respond in this case? Like it's not just a, a person's own morality. It's now spiritual as well. There's something more to it than just simply like, do is it good or evil? It's now something else involved. Does it, does it my involve God my want? doctrine? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting that you say that because I um I I come from a very like non-religious pagan household. Like my mom's a witch, my dad was just agnostic. He's like, I don't know, I I don't know yet, and I'll figure it out later. Um, and so my parents were always like, you know, choose religion when you're an adult, and you can make those choices, you know, cognitively and like you know judge them with logic. Um, which is you know why I'm a Wiccan Buddhist, Taoist, Rastafarian, Shamanic Hindu physicist. But. Uh, but so, like, having, like, I'm also playing a paladin for the first time, and so it's like trying to also get into that mindset of, like, okay, there's, a, there's, like, basically it's a set of rules and doctrines to follow. And, like, I've always been, like, free thinker, like, do what you want, be, you know, be a rebel. Um, and to play someone who's literally guided by the nose on how they should act um, has always been, like, kind of my antithema. Uh, and so playing that out uh, has been kind of fun because he's also I'm, I've I decided to go with the trope of a dumb paladin. Ha <laughs> ha! I serve Tyr, and if he doesn't listen, to hell with you. He's like just the most cheery version of a Conan, and he's just like, no, I'm gonna fight. Why? Because that's what my God does. I love it. Let's just do this. I don't need to pray. My sister prays all the time. She's always got her nose in books. I don't get it. I'm just gonna do. I'm not gonna learn about my God. I'm going to walk the same way as my God. Um, and so it's been kind of interesting. It's like, cause taking like, 
know, Tyr. Tyr's, a, you know, basically the Viking gods. It's, it's like they say that Odin, there's the one above Odin, and they make that Tyr. And I was like, oh, okay, so Viking warlike, cool. I can get behind that. Um, but, yeah, getting into religious mindset and zealotry even. Because um, that's also a fine line when you're playing a religious character. It's like, do you go all in 110% and go full zealot? Well, I think that's the thing with uh, Valgris too, is like, you know, I think we've had discussions when you were, we were talking about the character and about being on a pilgrimage and things like that. And I was like, I really don't want to be preachy as, as, a, as this character. This character is not preachy. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be sitting here just trying to convert every person that I come across, you know. <laughs> though, honestly, so. uh, the way it comes across, though, is um, intriguing. It's almost mysterious because, like, when people will ask you things and go, well, my lady Char, and you'll, you'll talk about her and you leave things vague enough and with enough mystery that it almost seems like that's the pull of your religion. It's like you dangle a little bit of bait about what, you know, how, you know, her feelings and her, her doctrines, like my lady Char's path is this, oh, a secret held is a secret known or whatever, you know, other little tidbits that you can throw out is enough for people to be like, I mean, what else? I mean, I'm, I'm curious. I can hear a little more. Um, and I kind of see you being like just adding that type of ministry and that type of outreach. It's just building intrigue and curiosity because you're not only a religion that no one has seen in this land. You're uh, from a country that the, the, these people know very like they they know of the runic land, but it's across the ocean. Like they don't that's like seeing anyone from there is rare. Um, so yeah, just having the novelty of being not only a dragonborn, a runic empire, and a follower Shar, you're like the most exotic of the exotic. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, and um, in particular, like I, I I'm really curious because we haven't seen uh, we haven't seen a hell of a lot of Ariana yet, as far as like we've seen the basic st stuff of like what she does and what she's about, but who she really is. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that I'm, I'm as a player, I'm really interested to find out as well. And that's kind of the mystique of Ariana is she doesn't even know what she is. And largely with some of the choices that I've made, as far as um, her appearance, there's a reason why. So her skin is gray, her hair is gray, but her eyes are gold. So it's like, rather than the typical, like, you know, brilliance of what she should be, she's just kind of dull and like vague and unknown. She just doesn't know what she, she just knows her. She just like, my dad was different than everyone else. And so am I, and I don't know what that means. So that's kind of the mystique of her. And I'm excited to kind of dig into that, but I, I, I kind of want to mirror what sticks already said. And we, you know, I'm letting it flow. I'm just like, it, it feels like, like, I'm 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 having some sort of direction on the story, but I'm also like letting the story take me. And that's what I love about this is there's so much happening um and and we can go and I can just kind of let it ride and then pick up and drop a few things and then let it ride. That's what I love about it. That's uh something that uh I I, I noticed that like every time I, I've run this scenario like three times now, they've never gotten very far. Um, you guys are still kind of like in the middle of where uh, the farthest I've ever gotten with this campaign setting. Um, but, uh, the, um, but where you guys are at now with, um, uh, your, uh, storyline and everything is, nope, I lost my train of thought. Fart. I, I had a point I was getting to. 
I was there. I was that close, and it faded away. I kept trying to like scramble at it. Um, uh, something about the other campaigns. I am so sorry. Bad host. Bad. Bad. Bad host. No, <laughs> oh, you're fine. It, no, it happens, man. It happens. But no, yeah. Um, so, so okay. Now I forgot what I was going to say. Hey, Smash, how are you feeling about this campaign so far since you were one of our primary players in a previous campaign? Um, it's very interesting to see the way you guys have gone about trying to solve problems um, or the problems that are created by Turquoise, really. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's really entertaining that way and knowing behind the scenes what's happening and what you guys have written for your characters and seeing how you interact it's just really cool to see the development and um i'm just having a good time you know oh is there is there anything um i i tried i, I remember what i was gonna say now um the last the last couple times I've, I've ran this game i've always had uh the very first chapter this whole first area is very much of the um, the pressure and pace. I try to keep things pushing, like in the sense of like there's there's uh, stakes involved. There there's a drive. There is um, like you know there's not like a lot of downtime because you guys are like kind of all stranded together and then you're surviving together and then you guys saw some kind of like crazy stuff and you're like well it's kind of our responsibility because we're here and we noticed it first and you guys have been kind of like just constantly going. And that's kind of the whole the whole pace of my first chapter is just that kind of like move, 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 go, go, go. Like you're kind of either like that feeling of being chased almost by the situation. Um, and it hasn't really given a lot of time, like you guys were saying, like to really flush out a whole lot. And uh, uh, and that's something I wanted to ask. Was there is there any world setting questions that you guys might want to ask me that might help like your rounding of uh, knowledge that you might want, you know, for your character? I guess when I was first making my character, I guess I didn't really, I kind of went very simple because I am not the best at figuring stuff out. Like, this is this. I was like, okay, this basic idea, this basic idea, this basic idea, this makes sense. Okay, that's, that's it. And I just roll with it. Um, so, like, the thing is, like, when I came up with what my, my character's father used to do as, a, uh, an, as an ex-mercenary, um... And the whole thing, like, it, like, did he? I didn't think I would. He had would that as being a mercenary for this was for this kingdom or whatnot would have, like, how far would that name would go if, say, if he was like a top, like, big, like, let's say, you know what I mean? You know okay. what I'm trying to say? Right, like, how how renowned and infamous is your family? Or part yeah, of your family, because you've got you, like when you sent me your list of like family and friends, and I was just like, oh, this is. Mm, mm, mm. This is so much I can play with. Um, it's juicy, juicy material, my friend. This is how many people I can I can um, dangle <laughs> in front of you. Um, and uh, and yeah, so when you sent me all that, it kind of helped. It it also helped me because like like I said, I've I've run this before, so I I have an understanding of certain major players and major NPCs. And when you sent me that list, and like you. you um, I, I don't know if you've mentioned the the um, uh, job of your mother yet. Uh, I said that she was a, she was a, a retired. I think she I think she she was retired, so I, to speak. 
I think I don't. I'm trying to remember. I I lost my list to be honest. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I have it, but I mean, are you okay with like talking about it? Oh, uh, oh, um, honestly, um. We can. I don't mind, but I don't know if that's going to ruin anything for anything else. If there's any details that were created by you, I did give you some free reign because, again, like I just do basic this, this, this bullet point kind of thing. So, uh, I guess then I, uh, I, I don't know if I should say anything, but basically, the um, because of the um, job that your mother has. Um, connected you to uh, like characters that I already had NPCs for, so it actually helped me really expand out um, uh, the 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 kind of the world setting more, um, and I, I really I really enjoyed that, and like I'm really thankful for that because like I, I I basically connected you to Smash's old character somewhere in the um, uh, uh, family tree. <laughs> I got a big family. <laughs> well, apparently, your uh, all all the elves in your family have a thing for humans. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not not your beard. mom, it's your aunt, like. <laughs> like I'd be that beard, don't those humans? You know, they're still they're tall enough. They're tall enough to meet their height and still have that nice beard, but not like too <laughs> thick like a dwarf. Yeah, that nice Aragorn look. <laughs> Come on, who can't fall for Vigo Mortensen? Very rugged. Mm. That might that man deflected a real knife thrown at him. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Oh yeah, the uh, the the fight scene with the orcs at the end of the first movie. Um, and there's a knife thrown at him. He just deflects it away. That was a missed throw by the stunt guy, and he just deflected it out of pure instinct because he'd been sword training and sword fighting, you know, building up towards the film, and he'd gained some real skill. His, his instructors even said, "Like, no, he's he's an accomp- He's a good swordsman." <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, is- he's on my wow. team. I'm picking him. <laughs> uh. So yeah, no, that uh, that's uh, so it's been fun getting getting character, getting your guys' backstories, and really like interlinking it, and uh, it's been a lot of fun attaching it to um, the lore. Because like you know, I'm 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 taking everything you know from the book, and like it, everything you know as common knowledge. Like same thing with like lizard men, how normally they are small brain, like all that. That should be like base. Mostly, like most of the normal stuff should be base understanding of this world setting. But then like I've got all these different layers of shenanigans um and uh the little twists and turns and then like seeing you guys kind of like get through it kind of discover it um yeah i like this game and you guys are really fun to play with <laughs> no you're 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 a good damn i love you man Go. so good <laughs> y'all gonna shower you with all these hugs <laughs> Of course, six feet away, but we'll go. <laughs> I, I was actually, I was actually going to say, there's, um, I've been in a couple of games where one game can turn into a lot of like, hey, we've got this plot point, but the whole, the whole session is about messing with this one NPC just for the sake of it, you know, where the DM's basically getting frustrated with all the attempts to try and 
mess around with the, the the NPC. And then I've been in the other games where like it's a it's very much railroaded. Like okay, we're on to the next section and on to the next session, and it's hard to get connected to things along the way. And I think this is being perfectly in the middle of that, absolutely oh. perfectly in the middle. That's actually been one of my biggest worries. Is that I never want to railroad. I want to like options are open. I am going to set her- heavy narrative options like and, and clues and stuff but like like i said i i've i've tried to keep just that framework that basic skeleton of a story while you guys just react and like i said no no two people no two parties have done the same thing the same way um like this next scenario uh when you guys are going to investigate the um the ironwood lumberyard and the possible possible drugar i believe was mentioned um uh, just uh, seeing how, like, I've run this section for the two other parties, and, you know, it's like, they did it very differently, and I'm really excited about, you know, the next time we actually get to game, seeing how you guys handle the same situation, because that's, like, a lot of the stuff you guys have done have been at different timetables as the other parties, or um, you veered off and done your own, cra- like, the raft ride. No one else built a raft and had a raft ride. That was so fun. Um... <laughs> Please, all the time, give, give me more of that. Um, and so, like, yeah, see, seeing how you guys all change it up and um, when you guys do actually do a scenario, an actual scenario um, uh, that I've run before, as opposed to me reacting and trying to build my narrative around your guys' antics, when you guys are in the same scenario I've actually run, it's, ne- it's never been the same. And it's always exciting for, to me because it's like, it's, you know, seeing the different permutations. And because also rough. different character types, different character play styles, like it's always so. I was going to say the raft ride with the naked and stoned Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and thank you, Margot, for making the, the endowed one canon. <laughs> that was, uh, I, I just thought like, hey, like, why not? You know, like. This also makes me like I realize, damn, I'm short and I'm damn. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really, I'm the reason that it makes me so happy is because when I first started this, I did tell you guys I, I wanted to put an emphasis on like kind of like um, the improv uh, setting of things. I want people to be reactive and kind of you know think like their character. And sometimes thinking like your character doesn't mean thinking at all. It usually just means reacting how they would. And so when you just spouted off that joke. Oh man, I was just yeah no. I mean, you had all of us dying, and it's like no, that's perfect for that's now canon. That's so funny. Why not? I mean, the perfect example of that I think is when uh, uh, the lieutenant wanted me to kill um, turquoise, and as a player, I'm like, I want to do this because I really like the lieutenant. And shoutouts to Wolf as well for that. But um, I was literally like, I really want to do this but I don't know that I should as my character. So, hey, let's just let's just do a prayer. I guess I'll see what, see what Char wants because I'm like, I'm so ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what the algorithm is. I think if, uh, uh, if, if, if he ended up killing Turquoise, I'd probably be like, all right, uh, Wolf, do you want to just take a spot now? Like, <laughs> you guys don't have like a barbarian fighter on your team? Cool. <laughs> What were you going to say, Art? Uh, 
No, like, yeah, like, the, the whole thing, like, the way you have it set up, like, these little moments that we get, even, I'll admit, uh, that point, point when you, when they were talking about the, the war, I was like, wait, wait, is that where I'm from? <laughs> For a second? Because I was tired, I was after work, so I was like, uh, oh, crap, that means I should hide. <laughs> yeah, because it's interesting, because, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, wait, did that guy, did, did Wolf just say this in front of him out loud? Well, that's interesting. That causes all sorts of waves. Can't wait for that to play out. <laughs> Which, uh, I'm really excited. Um, the session after our next one, um, I'm hoping to get another guest star for our uh, next major NPC encounter. Um, don't know who yet. Haven't picked anyone. Haven't tagged anyone. Um, but uh, I, I'm going to reach out to the other players that auditioned uh, for these roles um, and seeing if any of them uh, are interested in uh, doing a, uh, a very intriguing role that should spark many, many a question. Foreshadowing. <laughs> I know you're not really going to tell us, but I'm so curious. What happened to our little uh, centaur buddy who ran over there to... Uh... Do you want to know? I can give you I can give you that for free. Gwegly uh, has been at the front lines running back and forth into the neighboring areas in the Ironwood. Not necessarily it's not just your lumber yard that uh that was a you know that it, that has uh, people in it. There's also neighboring communities in the Ironwood, um, and he's been running p- uh, survivors and, and refugees back and forth, getting them to two rivers where they have those um, supply tents. So he's he jumped in was like oh no and just immediately started helping with the rescue effort. Yes, boy. Because you know these aren't soldiers; these are citizens. So he's not at war with citizens. No. Now, if I if I do remember this, I'm gonna I might have a unintentional hug on Gregory. Gregory, you did good. <laughs> Gregory is best boy. Gregory is best boy. Uh, Smash, can you can you remind me how the name Gregory came about? Uh, yes, I remember exactly how this happened. Um, our group uh, ran into a uh, squad of soldiers. And there were uh, a few, oh gosh, I think there were kobolds or goblins. Um, and you had a voice for them <laughs> uh, that had a bit of a lisp to it. Because <laughs> I have a lisp. And so <laughs> um, in your character voice, you were like, oh yeah, Gwegoi's over there. <laughs> and so my character was like, ah, oh, yes, Gwegoi. <laughs> and uh, played it very straight and that just became the, his real canon name was Gwegui. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, going with the improv flow. Just and and I loved that character so much and that character became a fan favorite of our other party. Um that like I wanted to give him a little a little cameo shout out. <laughs> Cause if if you're a GM and you're not tying in all the other cool stuff that you've ever played, like what are you doing? <laughs> like you're you're supposed to have fun. You're the guy. You're gonna run in game. Just pull put all the things in. Just don't 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 let it overshadow the players. Make sure the players shine. But because that's something I really don't enjoy is when like there's an NPC and 
the the DM has that power trip of like, well, I'm the coolest guy. Buh, 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 buh. Unless you're going to turn that guy into a villain later to like make them hate them now. <laughs> like, <laughs> But yeah, just the whole like, I've got a badass NPC because I'm secretly just really want to play, but I have to run a game. Uh, uh. Excuse me. Oh, it's like you guys might know the type. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> um, right. Well, you know, I'm it's... interested to see what happens with the well as the picture behind me. Oh, yeah. Uh... The uh, the little little isn't that the little thing that he that he made the little girl sprinkle into the well and then we gotta figure out what's going to happen to yeah, the people in the water freaking turquoise oh that's right he tainted the water supply <laughs> technically the little girl tainted the water supply <laughs> right right she's a, she she painted the water supply turquoise is just an accessory <laughs> I'm sorry that part was <laughs> I just why though. <laughs> because he wants to knock everyone out and steal their shit, I'm pretty sure. He said something about proving himself to his uh, patron. Oh, that's right. Oh. Yeah, he was trying. He's like, "Hey, I didn't die, so I'm like, I'm good at this, right? So, uh, I'm gonna help make some chaos. You like that? You like that? You wanna, you wanna give me a smidgen of power?" <laughs> mm-hmm. By the way, speaking of smidgens of power, um. You guys, I want you to, to remember, I believe, Styx, you have a um, immovable rod from the very first adventure. Just wanted to, to remind you that you guys do have a very, one of my favorite all-time artifacts. Um, right up there with a the bag of holding, like classics. Alright, so are we are we going to tie um, turquoise up to the immovable rod so that way he can't get away? <laughs> Well, it's funny you say that because I mean, obviously I know what it does out of game, but in game we haven't discovered what it does yet. So That's I was true. like, I'm gonna just as he was jumping the chasm, I was just gonna hand it to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you you have it, you haven't pressed the buttons on it or anything. Uh, you're just like, oh cool, a, a stick. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember in in one adventure uh, we I had. <laughs> I, I had misinterpreted a description by the GM where when he described a frozen waterfall leading into a dark tunnel, I thought it was like something I could like slide down. So I was like, oh, cool, I'll just jump in. And it's like, no, 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 it's a frozen waterfall and there's just a big hole and it goes straight down. So now you're falling into the Underdark. So it was my, it was my lizard man, Drew, so I was like, oh, waterfall, frozen, hole, jump in. Like, didn't think, just jumped. And so, right before hitting the, the ice, I just turned into the biggest animal I could. And just turned into a shark and just splattered into pieces. And my regular form came out with two hit points left after all the bleed over. As I then smashed into the frozen lake below. And the party is like, crap, how do we get down there? So, one guy flies. But the two others, the barbarian and the, the monk... They're hanging on to each other, and they're, they have the immovable rod, and have crotched it, and they click it, unclick it. So they're falling, and like, dropping on it, crotching themselves every time. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you know you're gonna keep taking a little bit of damage every time you fall. Yep, but it's better than like, holding it like this and falling every time, and having to like, hold on and not fall down. <laughs> okay. 
So yeah, they. <laughs> Um, another fun one is like pinning an enemy down to the ground and then just click, <laughs> make a 25 strength save. Can't do it. You're not <laughs> putting it behind a door. Honestly, like, I feel like the dumbest thing I get, cause like, I'm still stuck with holding my character being dumb. If what if he gave it to me and I thought it was like a staff and I spun it and all of a sudden I pushed a button and I get stuck in the middle of a spin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my arm's not supposed to twist that way. <laughs> I think the favorite one I heard was uh, a, a group was like in an airship being chased by a dragon, and so he clicked it and let go, so it stayed behind while they flew on. The dragon had its mouth open to do dragon breath, and it just ah, out through him. Didn't kill him, but it sure pissed him off. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of a what is that Thanos and Ant Man meme? Something similar. Yep. <laughs> the Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Ant-Man and, and Thanos. And juice. Well, that was always, like, my excuse for, like, um, what was it, Beast Boy in DC Comics. Like, wait, you can turn into animals? And then it showed him in one, in like, cartoon, turn into a germ. And, like, wait, you can turn into a germ. So you could be biological warfare. Not only that, you could get inside someone's body and then just turn into a T-Rex and just... Pop. I mean, he's a hero, so he won't do that. But the fact that it's like, he could do that. Yeah, just that idea. Um, another favorite trick I love doing with like magical items that it's like using it against how they're supposed to be used. Bag of holding, classic, right? Get a big old bag of holding. Go to a a river, a lake, an ocean, and just fill it with water just fill it and then when you're the next time you're being chased down a hallway you turn around and you turn that bag inside out and then slam the door and let that tidal wave hit them because everything immediately gets ejected when you turn it inside out um i did the same thing with a monk i uh, i just put a bunch of fist-sized rocks into a bag of holding and so then when i jumped over an enemy with a uh, my you know Kung Fu Leap, I just turned the bag inside out and created an avalanche outside the box. Always think outside the box. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, that's the fun part, being able to have these creative different, 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 not, not typical ways to play. Oh, you, you have these skills. Why don't you just use, like, oh, no, but there's a, there's a, there's a freaking thing over there. I could use that. You don't need to use this. Like, yeah, I could probably punch him, but dude, that's a branch. <laughs> <laughs> that's better than my face. I, I no, do enjoy the, uh, the rules for, like, improvised weapon. It's like, does it look or act like a similar weapon? Like, a club or, you know, a great club if it's a big branch. It's like, yes, okay, use the damage equivalent. If it's something small and whatever, it's okay, it's one point of damage. But Tavern Brawler, I have so much fun with because it's just like, cool, I, I'm going to throw this cup at you from 30 feet away. Now I'm going to use my movement to run at you and get a, like, a free bonus grapple on you. Basically, basically turn him into like a Jackie Chan thing going on. Which, because you actually turned me on to the idea of going to get, trying to get that at this point. Because I wasn't thinking, it wasn't originally my idea. But now I was like, you know what? 
my uh, favorite combo was uh, taking um, the uh, sharpshooter with that, with Tavern Brawler. So one, one bag of a thousand ball bearings becomes a thousand rounds of ammo that you can just flick for a D4. And with sharpshooter, you're like, all right, I'll take a minus, minus five and do plus 10 to damage. So I just hit a guy with one uh, D4 plus 10. <laughs> so 11 to 14 damage pull per ball bearing that I can just throw. <laughs> Heck, uh, one guy, I, I ended up getting an antler bow. I, I, I had got this cool magic plus one bow. It's a golden set of antlers. Cool. And we're fighting gargoyles, and they have a weakness to magical weapons. So I grappled the gar- I dropped my bow on the ga- ground, grappled the gargoyle, and then beat him against my bow on the ground. Because <laughs> it's a magical weapon. <laughs> yeah. just, just figure out what the rules are and then use them but not in the way you'd expect <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. rules as written it says i can do this yes like my my other favorite one is like cool i get um i got two attacks all right um i'm gonna grapple this guy and um Heck, I can actually attack with my offhand, so I'll just do that. And I'll grapple the second guy. When you have an enemy grappled, you can move them You can move them wherever you want half your movement. You can literally walk over to a clip, cliff and drop a guy. Because you already have them grappled, they, like, if they've already failed their roll, they've already failed their roll! So you just, woo! Throw guys over ships, over cliffs, into lava. That's my that favorite one. That literally happened... That literally happened yesterday. Um, our uh, gnome warlock decided to climb onto the tower shield of uh, a kobold that was that was holding a tower shield, and the, the the kobold's job was literally to walk side by side in a five foot tall room, just basically pushing his back over the edge of a cliff. <laughs> and so he's like, "I'm going to grapple the shield," and he's like, "Cool, I'll let go of the shield." <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, other great fun thing uh, with uh, the grappler and sharpshooter, you could Captain America a shield. Just want to say. Buckler! <laughs> wow. Yeah, like, like, I don't know. This is good. This is a random idea. Um, kind of just random. I thought, like, hey, so now we have a dog. In the family, so uh, what what should we do with our dog? Straight up wolf. It's basically isn't it basically like a Stockholm at this point? Just because like yeah yeah we could have murdered you, but no no yeah we're gonna yeah, keep you alive. I, I'm I'm I murdered all of your your pack and left you alive, but I'm going to feed you and take care of you. That is Stockholm Syndrome. All pets are suffering from Stockholm Syndrome. It's true. Yeah. But it was true, though. I wasn't gonna, like, when I was uh, trying to talk to him, like, talk to the wolf, I'm not going to kill you. He might, but I won't. I, I, that, that part was true. Like, eh, I'm not lying. <laughs> Emotional manipulation and abuse. Hey. <laughs> My character's too dumb to know what he's doing. He just he just thinks he's being nice. Right. It's it, it's hard to put um modern a modern lens on playing medieval games sometimes. Okay. 
Speaking of looking at things through a modern lens, watching Netflix, and you know, the I, I finish a movie and start advertising like you know those little screenshots of other movies, and White Christmas pops up, and the entire cast is white because you know it's an older movie, and I was just like, through a modern lens, this movie sounds real bad. <laughs> just White <laughs> Christmas. It's like. <laughs> Sorry, major tangent away from D and D, but I found it no, interesting. No. I started reading some of my favorite classics that I read in high school, just rereading them, and the racism in these books, and I'm like, what? <laughs> but I mean, it's it's a sign of the time, so you kind of accept it when you read them as classics. But like, yes, I'm feeling you. I'm feeling this conversation very hard right now. I was uh, rereading uh, the Wheel of Time a while back and I, I was like, damn, this is super misogynistic. It's, it's real bad. The, he, he writes the women all angry and horrible and found out he was going through his divorce while writing the books. So, I mean, that, I mean, I can see that skewing things, but I was just like, dang, like overall your, your world and the, your magical settings kind of neat, but I really don't want to read anymore. Speaking of books, um, one of my favorite authors is actually an Australian, um, Ian Irvine, and you should check out his series on the Three Worlds. There's a few books in the series, so it's going to take a while to get through them all, but uh, I, he's just released the latest two, and I cannot put them down. Um, they were my biggest inspiration for my first character, my first favorite um, character from the book um, that I made. And, uh, yeah, it, it, I made him a warlock, an undying warlock, because the character in the book is, like, over a thousand years old um and the spin at the end which i'm not going to spoil here but is just really cool so i i, I don't cry very often but i had i was driving to work listening to the, the car listening to it in the car as it was being read and i was sitting there like tears flowing <laughs> i gotta just say awesome. what an interesting turn of phrase in modern society when it's like oh yeah this great book i was listening to it the other day yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I uh, author that I really enjoy is uh, Jim Butcher, uh, who does the Dresden Files, um, and I'm I need to read the new books that have just come out, um, and I'm super excited. You know, it's like I, my description I give to people who've never read them is like, oh yeah, it's about um, it's about a detective um that helps the police solve um really obscure, crazy um uh, uh, uh cases that are unsolvable. Oh, and he's a wizard. <laughs> and my favorite thing about him was like, yeah, he's got a wand and he's got a staff and you know he's got the whole trench coat look. Yeah, he looks like a wizard. Then he still pulls out a fucking revolver and will still shoot your ass because he's like, magic doesn't solve everything. Harry Dresden is Bay all the way. Like re reading him, it's like, oh, like every decision that he he's put into, it's like, well, this is what I would do, uh, and and he does it every time. I'm like. Okay, cool. We're on the same mindset. I knew I had a, you know, one of those uh, martyr syndromes, but re reading him, it's like, and I, I was like, I would do this. He did it. Yep. Okay. Nope. He has a martyr syndrome too. Good to know. <sighs> so now, now I need to look into these and uh, have a uh, listen read for some of these. When you, uh, for the Dresden Files, I, I can't remember if it's the third or fourth book. 
But once you get to Deadbeat, the third or fourth book, you're going to be hooked, and you're not going to be able to put them down, and you're going to want to have to eat all these other books that come forward. You're just going to, like, just scarf them down. Because, like, the first one's like, oh, okay, interesting. Um, some, there's magic involved. Episode two. Oh, there's, it's called Fool Moon. There's werewolves involved. Kind of. All right, cool. It's like, all right, these are, like, kind of episodic. You know, very standalone. Um, but once it gets into, like, the third or fourth book, Deadbeat, it starts getting very much more connective tissue, and it starts getting into a much more wider Dresdenverse, as they call it, a much wider net. Um, so, just kind of a random question. is like, do has any of these books or anything that you read actually inspired this world that you created for this campaign? This campaign was inspired by Shining Force, a Sega Genesis video game that I played religiously as a child, and then took a smattering of 20 years life experience and a little layer of Dark Souls for morbidity just sprinkled on the top. But, like, all of the major cities, all the major NPCs, all the major, like, all the, the landscape, like, the, the maps that are in my head that I'm running you through, all straight from the video game. I then just twist and contort the hell out of it. I add new towns. Like, Two Rivers is a brand new town that never existed. But Gar Guardiana is the original kingdom and not Gardenia, but, you know, I don't want to get sued. Um, uh, uh, the Rune Faust Empire instead of the Runic Empire. Um, but, yeah, it's, and it was, like, a tactical JRPG, wonderful art design for, you know, you know Japanese characters. Um and centaurs were a normal playable character race, and, like, they're all knights with jousting lances. Um, and it was, like, uh, and like it, it was a very much like Fire Emblem. Every time you attacked an enemy, you would go to a cutscene, an anime cutscene where it showed your character fight. And the world setting uh, just really hooked me. The, um, the art design really hooked me because, like, you know, there's steampunk elements. There's, there's like, there, there's beast people. Like, there's straight up, like, in this video game, there's an armadillo man who's wearing steampunk armor. So it's, like, armor on top of armor. He has, like, the lowest movement stat, so he doesn't move very far. But he's got, like, the drunkiest defense armor. Um, and it was just, like, cool. This is really wild. I'm in. And I just, I played that game so many times because, you know, you have so many characters, you can only have so many. So you did, like, all the different combinations of characters. Um, and so I just have that world setting so memorized and ingrained in my head since I was a child that it's like, write what you know. That's my skeleton. So, like I said, when I when I keep talking about, like, the skeleton I'm basing everything off of and um, you guys are kind of doing your own thing, that's my skeleton. It's just the video game. Um like, if you had gone this direction, I know that there's, like, oh, a cabin over here where you can meet some random cool NPC character who might help you or not. Um, like, it's, like, because that was in the video game. I, that, so I just ripped it and just twisted it and put it back in. It's funny you say that because, like, the book series that I was talking about before, I've already started. To, as I was reading it, I was like, this is so well built for a D&D &D campaign. <laughs> Like, and I'm just like, I can go pre all this storyline and s build a campaign around this same world, but before all the events happen. It's called Three and, Worlds, and just you start said? out from somewhere. Three, well, it's the Three Worlds setting, okay. um, but it's the first book is A View from the Mirror, which I actually picked up back in 97 and was only out that year. Um, and they still released only just the last two books just this year in the last couple of months. So, <laughs> okay. I'm going to have a view from the mirror, looking that up now, just so I can have it. I, I mean, the first 
chapter or two in that book, I was sold like the second I got in. But the the, the world setting itself was just perfect for a D&D campaign. And I'm like, I got to use this. <laughs> and you said it was Ian Irvin? Ian Irvine, yep. Nice. Done. Done. On my list. Bookmarked. Gonna have to take a look into those. Excellent. Wow. Is there anything else that uh, we want to discuss? We've been uh, we've been at this for about an hour, fifteen minutes, um, with our non-episode. Um, but uh, yeah, if there's anything that you guys want to discuss, or anything uh, about the 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 game campaign, or just you know us hanging out, um, that you guys can think of if you want to bring up, uh, or if you feel like we should probably wrap it up here soon, you know, take a consensus. Well. Um. Um, I don't know, to be honest. I want to say something. It's, it's like I've had something on my tongue, but I keep forgetting. Uh, you should probably wash that down. Yeah, probably. It's funny, like, even, I will say this, though. Uh, after playing for you guys for a few games, I have, I do have an unintentional burst of Southern accent just pop up at random moments. And... Like right now, that 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 one that I did right now was not intentional. That just came out. <laughs> so I would be at I would so be at work. <laughs> I would be at work helping out a customer, helping a customer, and all of a sudden I just start having that drawl coming out. I was like, oh dang it! <laughs> I feel you, bro. In games, I feel like we're the in-game bros. Yeah, uh, yeah, bro. Why are you doing out? No, damn, no. All right, oh, oh, give me one second. As a as a native Texan. I approve this. <laughs> oh, thank I've been trying to condition my voice uh, more and more. I've got um, uh, the Afterworlds podcast. Um, that's we're on episode seventeen, I think, right now, um, which are is our post-apocalyptic, um, based off the LARP um, comedy improv podcast. Um, and uh, every week, I have to talk like this. Hi, I'm Harvey Barrel, cybernetic mutant of the wasteland, and your personal friend. Like, and I just talk like this and just make up shit all the time, every week. And, you know, it used to be, doing this voice for a couple of days on end, I would get really hoarse, get a really nasty voice, that's just raw dogging. And uh, now, um, yeah, you heard me. That's when you eat a dog raw. Um, and just like, it gets into everything. Um, <laughs> every time I've tried to make an eating dog joke on my podcast, our editor keeps cutting it out because he loves dogs. <laughs> anyway, so now that I've been doing this weekly, instead of like, you know, three times a year for a weekend, uh, I've now conditioned my voice and it handles this, uh, gravelly, uh, handsome voice, uh, now rather well, doesn't hurt anymore. Um, but, uh. I find that when I do this voice, it's hard to break. Uh, I'm very comfortable in it. I feel very powerful, very sure of myself. Like, yeah, I can crush a man's skull with my bare hand. Because it's made of metal. Like, I have the mindset of a mutant from the apocalypse. It's great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, then I have to come back. And it's not, it's not as fun. It, it's really funny how a voice can do that. Because for the podcast that I'm on, Sins of the Father, I play a kid. A 13-year-old girl, 13, 14-year-old girl. And she's got a voice like this. And she's a very plucky kind of girl. 
you know? And so when I do that, I become that plucky girl and all of my gestures and all of my actions and the way I move my head, it all is like a characterization. So I feel that. Immersion acting. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the... Playing playing children is one of my favorites. Um, I played a ten year old necromancer. Hi, I'm Trevel, Trevel Mortiller, and me and Grandpa go everywhere together. <laughs> Grandpa always protects me. I mean, he kind of has to. And yeah, his, his, like I think I've talked to you guys about him before, but just it was just the idea of like let me let me play with your perceptions and your misconceptions and let me play an innocent necromancer one who's like no magic isn't evil it just matters how you use it um and then yeah Artie, Artie, the strongest the strongest boy detective <laughs> all right i gotta tell you a little story about Artie's strongest boy detective and how he got that title so <laughs> we're playing we're playing a bunch of villagers and uh, rolling up my character, I got I you know got an eighteen. So I was like, put that strength. I am the strongest child. I'm I, I, I'm going to be that that child Hercules. And uh, I'm uh, I w- was manager of a VR shop, and we had a cool back room for like you know birthday parties and such. And I'd have my D and D crew go there, and they would run their game, and I would like kind of pop in and out if we didn't have customers, and kind of play my character. And I've been in the hallway, just painting. Um, like some artwork in our halls. Some uh, it was my Rick and Morty artwork, I think. And uh, actually, I think I can show that off. Painted that next to our bathroom of them, like trying to waiting to 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 get in. Um, but uh, so there there there's this mystery. Someone had stolen a LARP. This was your game, Smash. Yeah. Yeah. Someone someone had stolen the harp of one of the of one of the uh, NPCs, and they're trying to figure out who. And they're, uh, I come in as like the last leg of their investigations, and they're still wondering who'd done it. And like they're they're investigating and talking to the school teacher, and they're like, "All right, we know you did it. We know that you broke the harp that you know that of, of our elder." And you're just like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, I did, I did, I did it. Um, yeah, I'm really sorry. You can, you can, you can tell them, take me away, whatever you need to do, you can do it." And I was like, "That, that was way too easy." And I'm like. Oh, wait, you're the school teacher, right? Did one of your students want to play the harp and they accidentally broke it and you're covering for them? <laughs> and Smash was like, how? How the hell did you figure that out? How? And literally in my life, uh, my buddy Brendan, who who plays drums, and we were at um, a Ren fair, and this little child, he's like five, you know, he, he he's like, can I play? And so he's helping him. And he's teaching him how to play the drum. And he's really good at it, naturally good at it. And his mom comes in. And it's like, mom, mommy, look what I can do. And he runs up and lets go of the drum and it shatters. Cause like a, it was like a Dunbeck. Uh, and I was just like, that scene popped in my head once I saw this guy, dis- you know, once, once uh, Smash described what this guy said. And I was just like, oh, did this happen? It was like, how the hell did you know? It's just like, because I'm the strongest boy detective. And that became uh, Artie. He called out my mysteries like three more times after that. And it was just like, damn it, Artie. Like, you're too smart. You're a child. You're not supposed to be doing this. Stop solving crimes, young child. Well, if you can't solve it with your brain, I'll solve it with my muscle. (laughs) Don't make me bring out these war hammers. 
<laughs> wow. That honestly sounds like a, <laughs> that's actually someone I wish I want to meet though as a character. Like, oh, hey. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's somewhere in my world. <laughs> Probably working in a tavern. That would be interesting. Is it? Are they also short? Uh, what was it? You made him. Uh, he's half halfling. Or uh, half dwarf. You, he's half halfling, I think. She killed my yeah. dad. So my yeah. mother was the was the blacksmith, and she had like ten children, all with different fathers, and and my father was like the uh like the rancher. That I always hung out with, not knowing he was my dad. I thought he was just like the help on the farm area, and he taught me how to fight and and wrestle. And we come back, and she's killed him. A shapeshifter took his place. It was a wrench because I killed her dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's the DMing styles that you're dealing with here. Of we both will kill parents. Oh, oh, no. Well, you want to be a superhero, don't you? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, honestly, okay. I was kind of expecting that. I literally got a message from Wolf saying, I got to pull this up again because the, the wording is just right. I kind of hope he's watching right now. <laughs> he's in chat. Oh, wonderful. This is going to be great. <laughs> um. Okay, where's Discord? Where are you? Where are you? No, no, yes, no, no, yes. Okay. So, uh, the line was, uh, please spare one hung among the dragonborn's father. I'm like, turnbuckle? Yeah, uh, and he's like, I don't kill, I won't kill turnbuckle. His father, on the other hand, dot, dot, dot. That, no, that's, that's who I'm advocating for. Turnbuckle's dad. Hmm, Maybe. We'll find out. It depends. Depends what they'll do. It's all going to depend on what you do and the roll of the dice. Oh my god. If it if this does happen, to be honest, I was kind of like, hmm, does my character need two parents? <laughs> wow! Because, well, I, I guess I like, like I, I didn't really have, he didn't really have like a interesting backstory, so like, uh, to be honest, so like, oh, he just he just grew up, two two parents, happy, whatever. Like, ah, oh, that's normal. But like, hey, but well, if something happens, There's maybe a- maybe won't be so childish at this point because something happened. <laughs> but then um, again, I, then I found out. Uh, what if he's not really my daddy? And uh, <laughs> which is a joke that I, I pulled up, I talked about a while back. Like, what if like my when my character's dad wasn't even his dad. His mom slept around with somebody else, and then that's it. <laughs> Man, maybe you're maybe you're related, to Artie. <laughs> so there's a, a wonderful series I, I recommend uh, uh, by uh, Deerstalker Pictures, and they do D and D web series with like a pyro uh, pyromaniac uh, tiefling that's super adorable. Um, but one, one of them is like, they're all, they're all talking about backstories and all the characters like arguing with each other about like, you think you had it bad? Well, my parents were murdered and talking about all this stuff. And they go to the bard and it's like, what about you? He's like, my parents are both alive and they love me. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you people? 
I adventure for the fame and the glory. Like, I don't... Why? What? You need help. You need therapy. And then you need the person that comes in and says, my backstory is, is I killed these kids. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, just the younglings. Master Skywalker, what will we do? <laughs> Uh, um, I, I, I'm playing a blade singer at the moment, and he's a pirate sea elf, and he's three hundred odd years old. But he spent the last century locked away in a prison, um, so he's only just got free, and he's out to try and get as much gold as he could because he was robbed of it. And the parties are very like uh, we share everything, you know, everything's a shared environment. So. <laughs> <laughs> the sorcerer has already had words with me. <laughs> So, in uh, Smash's party, one of the players um, left the game. The rogue. The rogue who would, half the time, wouldn't even fight in the combat, but would loot bodies as they dropped while everyone else is fighting. So, she left the party. And the next time we ran the game, because she had to move, and uh, I was like, all right, uh, and you guys have a rod of magic missiles, right? And they're like, uh, yeah, no, um... Um, uh, 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 Mochi had it. It's like, oh, they're not here. And so I, I, I messaged him like, hey, do you still have the, uh, the, the, the that rod of uh, magic missile? And she's like, I do. And I have all the parties loot because I'm the one, I was the bookkeeper. I had them all in my character. And so I was like, well, she left the party. She left a note saying, I've got to go. Good luck to you all. So you guys now have zero money and are lacking a couple of your magic items. So don't let that happen with turquoise. That's <laughs> my advice I have for you. Which I hope he's okay. I hope everything's fine. And uh, maybe just, you know, we got, um, you know, holidays are coming up. You know, maybe there's just a lot of that going on. Which, by the way, uh, if things come up in the future, you know, what with holidays coming up and everything, just let me know in chat. I'll try to be good and uh, at least pop on every Saturday to at least let him send a message to people and let them know. Hey, we suck. We're not playing. But I, I, I would always rather play with a full party just because the dynamic is really strong. And Turquoise is such a wild element that playing without him, like, I don't want him to die. I feel like he'll be our golden goose if we kill him. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't want him to, to not be there because his influence has such strong ramifications to the entire party dynamic that to just gray him in the background for an episode just seems very not him unless he's like all of a sudden he uh because he was playing with all the mushrooms too much he accidentally got licked some and now he's got really bad shits and he's got to stay back at camp to like you know deal with the runs like we could do that i but i i it's not fair <laughs> and, unless we spend the whole episode trying to work out how we how we can help him <laughs> clean up after him. <laughs> oh, oh no. I feel like, nope, I'm going to spew from both ends. I need two buckets and don't mix them up. <coughs> I'm really just trying to channel oh, his wanna, energy. I wanna, can I insight check that to see if he's lying? <laughs> <laughs> That is the thing, though. It's like everyone in the party is like, oh, this is 3.5. Everyone be like, all right, my next level, all going into insight. Fuck this guy. 
Oh, okay. Oh, this is good. Thank God. Um, and yeah, hopefully next time I'll uh, I'll have a new uh, background up for uh, if we ever have another behind the gate gateway wars. I I wanted to be clever like the the adventure zone zone, but I didn't want to copy them, you know. Or you know you could always put it put us literally behind a gate, and the whole time we're just like behind a fence, and that's just you know. <laughs> Just like bars, just like a uh, barred grating from like a door, like and so you just see yeah. like through through the bars when you're trying to see the characters, like huh, uh, huh. hey, hey. <laughs> yo, we're behind the gate. Little <laughs> scene. Well, you're probably wondering why we all look like we're in jail. That's because we're behind the gate. Our so our show about what's going on behind the scenes. And other infomercial yab 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 talk. Yeah, sorry. I know it was a dumb joke, but I love dumb jokes. So it was big. <laughs> but yeah, like they're interesting. Honestly, to be to to be fair, this is the first time I've actually seen our background. I've never actually really looked at it. <laughs> Wait, what? Wow. My so I didn't know that that uh, <laughs> that Thalgris was under me. And then the, the Ariana was on the bottom, bottom left. You never so, uh, I've been wanting to do like like this whole thing. It was like I I look through the camera at my camera, but I also look at the direction of where they are to like talk to them. I was like, I'm probably like I'm looking at I'm talking to like probably for all I know I'm talking trying to talk to the loggers. So I'm looking at turquoise the whole time. I was like, no, no, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking. To so, uh, because I have the OBS stream up, I actually see what's being, what's currently being streamed. So, like, whenever, like, Thalgris is talking, I'm, I'm, I try to, like, kind of look down here, but, like, look out of the corner of my eye, or over here from Argo, and I'm, like, looking over at you, <laughs> look, pointing up at, at uh, Smash. <laughs> like, um, though it's weird, um, trying to watch it, uh, via the Twitch stream, just because, uh, you, there's that delay with everything you do. Echo, 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 echo. Yeah. Like, I, I am honestly, like, I'm happy. I am. I'm going to say it up. This has whole been a really fun experience so far. And, like, I'm happy that you guys, yeah, you decided to choose me to play with you guys. It, it's been really fun. And it's, great, it's been a great experience so far. And it's, like, for all who was watching, this is my first full campaign. I've only done one shots the whole time. And I used to play this. I'm going to play this. So this is the longest I've played a game. Oh, that's awesome. You finally get to develop a character, like, more and more yeah. than just, like, you know, having an idea for a character and play him one time. Yeah. Usually, like, oh, this guy hits things. Okay, uh, this guy's got a sword, shield. Okay, okay, he is smart. All right, we're good. Let's go. When it's less of a, a role-playing game, more of a strategy board game, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, I did a t I did one where we were inside a tower, which it was one of my first ones, um, where you were... Where like that we go up the tower, but every room is randomized. So like, um, and I was playing a I was I was playing a goblin monk. It's one right honestly. I I like monks is my favorite. The monks is my favorite class in D and D. So I love playing monks. So I played. I was playing a goblin monk, and I like the thing. Like it's like it's even though it was a one shot. Like I we played all the way up to we got to the top level. To and we were about right when we were about to fight a dragon, and we had to stop the game at that point. It's like. Uh, I, I just, I come on. I just, I had a ring that I, I, I filled it up with freaking like with the, with the, with a fireball spell that I wanted to do a Kamehameha wave kind of type punch thing at, at this dragon, and I didn't even get a chance to do it. I was like, dang it! Aww. 
But like it's why like like it's just, it's it's fun. They're fun. I don't I don't hate it. And I really again I'm happy that I'm able to play with you guys and have this actual full experience of a full campaign. And I yeah and yeah I'm 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 super thrilled just because like I I took a big gamble. Uh, this this is a big experiment for me running a game like you know for online just in general that's brand new to me. Um, let alone trying to stream it for audiences brand new thing as well and playing with absolute strangers and then like all right let's become friends like we all signed up to do this <laughs> and uh and yeah like because you know you, you never know what type of players you're actually getting um and let alone like you know when you know you're a gm with your friends and you're like inviting your friends over to play a game you're usually picking out the personality types you know are going to get along or at least you know who you want to play with um so yeah this was uh, like spin the wheel and uh i got the big win so i'm i'm really excited <laughs> i mean i i said i wasn't online for a lot of stuff but i have played in a couple of one shots with featherfall um oh. one was uh the githyanki gulag with uh hitchhiker um I did play that game. Uh, I played it as a uh, College of Swords bard tiefling. Basically, if you've ever played the game League of Legends, think Shaco. Um, <laughs> um, just, just yeah, that sort of like jester demon sort of guy. Um, and then the other one shot I played in was with Jen, and uh, I played a water genasi who rode on a giant crab. <laughs> so. Oh. Yeah, the uh, I had my uh, I had a half orc druid who had a summoned water elemental and a chul, which is like a lobster man, riding inside of it, uh, and a uh, uh, and we had an awakened shrub that would sometimes ride on top of it like rocket raccoon style with a freaking artifact weapon we made called an, it was like an ice ray. It's pretty much like burning hands, but with freezing cold and and. Uh, instead of catching things on fire, it slowed you by ten feet. That Man, was. I, I have so many characters. I have so many character concepts built up. I'm. Uh, it's just like which is the right campaign to play this one in. <laughs> oh, the funniest thing I ever did uh, with the water elemental though is that we're we're literally fighting elemental um, cults. And so we're in the water elemental cult cave. Like they serve like a a, a demon god of water elementals. We come across a pit of water where there's a bunch of quippers, basically like the piranha in there. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to have my water elemental just go down there and scoop them all up into itself. <laughs> and then the next time we, like, we ran into some enemies, it just did a, you know, uh, an engulf and pushed two guys into its body. And so not only did it get the, the, the drowning engulfing damage, but then the piranha got to attack them too. Combos! Uh, uh, there's a character I have that I'm. I would love to play at some point. It's uh, his name is going to be Timpany Timpany Jacks. He's a furbolg who is a samurai, a zealot barbarian, and a college of eloquence bard. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, college of eloquence bard. A uh, zealot barbarian and a samurai. So straight up, just a samurai. You you are a devout warrior to your clan, and then you have like all the calligraphy and all the artwork stuff. That make that's Pretty beautiful. Yep. That's a great combination. Mm -hmm. 
um, ha, are, is anyone here listening to the Adventure Zone uh, currently? Not up to date, but yes. Um, one of the McRoy brothers is playing a Furbolg. Mandy um, does not understand the meaning of name. Uh, he is he is Furbolg, and you are you. Um, he's taking a class, accounting. Um, does not understand what bartering with coins mean. <laughs> he's a very, very, uh, very funny uh, character. But the, the doing the the Furbolg like mindset, it always just makes me giggy, gi- giggle. Um, in one of the first campaigns I ran, uh, one of the characters was a Furbolg who was a druid, and he goes, "Some call me Drew. Some." Call me Ed. Drew Ed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Corey. Much love, buddy. <laughs> well, I feel like uh, we're, uh, we're on the wind down. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll be up and running next Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what for me, for me, probably not. We can talk about it later, though. Okay. It's going to be the 28th uh, next Saturday? Okay. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'll if... probably end up swimming that week, I think. Okay. Wait, did you say swimming? Yes, we're going to be all swimming by that week. I am foretelling a future that no one wants to live underwater, under the sea. No, I can't swim. Oceans <laughs> run. Empires fall. What? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's not so good for me. I'm wearing heavy armor. <laughs> you can just walk. I knew I shouldn't have bought cement shoes. <laughs> Wait, no, really, Willow, what'd you say? You didn't say swimming. Uh, oh, gosh, I don't remember. Uh, we'll... What was that? Was it skipping? Uh, skipping, yes. We'll probably end up skipping next weekend, I think, because it's a holiday weekend, so oh. a lot of people hopefully aren't traveling, uh, but might still have events or whatnot. Right. Right. Blech. Well, uh, if we don't have a full crew, um, then, um, I mean, Smash, I know you're kind of optional, uh, uh, and, and you're totally fine with that. Like, don't ever feel pressured to always, you know, be here. Um, yeah, yeah. Since you're our, our faceless spirit of knowledge. Um, but yeah, uh, if we don't have a full accompaniment again, um, we might have another one of these just kind of catch up, BS. Um, maybe I'll, and if I find out don't have enough people, I'll actually like maybe have some questions prepared. I might be more prepared in general. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, write up some questions for you guys and uh, definitely deep dives into your characters, get some cool stuff going. I don't think I dive that deep. <laughs> You're a natural swimmer. Yeah, I gotta think about this. You know, he's thicker than a. <laughs> and I'm talking about his head, not. Uh, don't think about anything oh, else. Oh. <laughs> it is all about thickness. It's all about that. <laughs> no, no one gets pushed uh, uh, in by a pencil. Come on. Like I can't. I, can't help, I, I have. I have. Like I feel like I have to. Like somehow. Imp- imp- implement that joke somewhere during the campaign though like like that one time like i I, like you know what i'll let his pants fall right in front of this new guy (laughs) billy club (laughs) 
Uh, uh, you know, I just had you know, like, oh yeah, it's even, it's even uh, more impressive than uh, you know, Dragon uh, Ball too. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, hold, there. All right, before before we end this, I've got to find. Yeah. I I got to find one. I found this hilarious little TikTok video that um, your characters reminded me of. Um, oh no! Come on, come on, roll them dice. Is it gonna be here? Where you at? Where you at? Of course, there's something I found on my freaking facebook and that you can't just look it up basically it's uh uh imagine the audio of uh, but like way faster super 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 fast but basically it's like this guy's like haha bard you don't have your instrument however will you play your music he's like i don't need uh an instrument and it just shows pants drop and it's just him doing this and just wiggling back and forth and you just <laughs> <laughs> this show is not for kids. That's an interesting use of the spell in Lodge Reduce. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Maybe pass out a little bit. That was so funny. Jesus. Uh, I hurt. I hurt, but it's like someone was talking about improvised weapons. <laughs> oh Oh, there's more. I'm waiting for it. I can feel it. <laughs> oh, my Lanta. Okay. Well, on that note, I think uh, this is going to be a night for us, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for coming uh, to our first Behind the Gate of the Gateway Wars. Uh, once again, uh, this has been uh, Featherfall Tabletop Gaming. And uh, wish you all a good night and have a great weekend. Say goodbye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, everyone. Ah, oh, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs>